everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. This is episode number 119, The Tale of Peter Rabbit. On Easter Sunday, two of our good friends came over to our house and brought a box of homemade sugar cookies in a variety of different shapes. The cookies were very neatly frosted. There were carrots, dragonflies, little pots, and birds, and then a little bunny I recognized as Peter Rabbit. He was wearing his famous blue jacket with brass buttons. Of course, the brass being painted a sort of gold color. I asked my friend Oda, who had made these cookies, and who is Norwegian, if Peter Rabbit is famous in Norway. And she gave me a very enthusiastic, oh yeah. Like me, she'd grown up reading the stories of Peter and his adventures. As a child, I remember my mom reading the tales of Beatrix Potter. Beatrix Potter was an incredible illustrator and author, and her images really bring life to the words that go alongside them. I mean, who doesn't like bunnies and field mice and other little cute animals in adorable clothes? (laughs) Maybe you can picture them in your own head. If you can't, I highly recommend going to the episode webpage for this episode, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The Tale of Peter Rabbit was released in 1902 in English. Beatrix Potter was a British author. To date, stories of Peter Rabbit have been translated into 35 languages and over 150 million copies have been sold worldwide. Since the story is now in the public domain, I can share it with you. So today, I'll share the original tale of Peter Rabbit, the 1902 version of it. If you have signed up to premium content for season three, or all premium content, you will have the extended version of this audio in which I'll explain in detail what the meanings of more complicated words are, some old-fashioned terms that we don't use anymore or that are more often used in British English than American English, so that you can get a better idea of how this text would be written if it were written today in modern American English. I'll also have the full downloadable transcript and MP3 with those images for you so that you can share this story with someone special. Once again, that is season three or all premium content, and you can find those on the episode webpage or in the episode notes. Without any further ado, let's begin. Once upon a time, there were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. 
Now, my dears, said old Mrs. Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs. McGregor. Now run along and don't get into mischief. I'm going out. Then old Mrs. Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter, who was very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden and squeezed under the gate. First, he ate some lettuces and some French beans, and then he ate some radishes. And then, feeling rather sick, he went to look for some parsley. But round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr. McGregor? Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop! Thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he had forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I think he might have got away altogether if he had not unfortunately run into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons, quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears, but his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter. But Peter wriggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind him, and rushed into the tool shed and jumped into a can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in if it had not had so much water in it. Mr. McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden underneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each. Presently, Peter sneezed, Kerchoo! Mr. McGregor was after him in no time and tried to put his foot upon Peter, who jumped out of a window, upsetting three plants. The window was too small for Mr. McGregor, and he was tired of running after Peter. He went back to his work. Peter sat down to rest. He was out of breath and trembling with fright, and he had not the least idea which way to go. Also, he was very damp with sitting in that can. After a time, he began to wander about, going lippity-lippity, not very fast, and looking all around. He found a door in a wall, but it was locked and there was no room for a fat little rabbit to squeeze underneath. An old mouse was running in and out over the stone doorstep, 
carrying peas and beans to her family in the wood. Peter asked her the way to the gate, but she had such a large pea in her mouth that she could not answer. She only shook her head at him. Peter began to cry. Then he tried to find his way straight across the garden, but he became more and more puzzled. Presently, he came to a pond where Mr. McGregor filled his water cans. A white cat was staring at some goldfish. She sat very, very still, but now and then the tip of her tail twitched as if it were alive. Peter thought it best to go away without speaking to her. He had heard about cats from his cousin, little Benjamin Bunny. He went back towards the tool shed, but suddenly, quite close to him, he heard the noise of a hoe. Scritch? Scratch? Scratch? Scritch? Peter scuttered underneath the bushes, but presently, as nothing happened, he came out and climbed upon a wheelbarrow and peeped over. The first thing he saw was Mr. McGregor hoeing onions. His back was turned towards Peter, and beyond him was the gate. Peter got down very quietly off the wheelbarrow and started running as fast as he could go along a straight walk behind some black currant bushes. Mr. McGregor caught sight of him at the corner, but Peter did not care. He slipped underneath the gate and was safe at last in the wood outside the garden. Mr. McGregor hung up the little jacket and the shoes for a scarecrow to frighten the blackbirds. Peter never stopped running or looked behind him till he got home to the big fir tree. He was so tired that he flopped down upon the nice soft sand on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut his eyes. His mother was busy cooking. She wondered what he had done with his clothes. It was the second little jacket and pair of shoes that Peter had lost in a fortnight. I am sorry to say that Peter was not very well during the evening. His mother put him to bed and made some chamomile tea, and she gave a dose of it to Peter. One tablespoonful to be taken at bedtime. But Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, if you would like the full episode that contains the explanation of vocabulary and some of the more complicated British terms and old-fashioned terms, then please check out the premium content for this episode. You can find that in the episode notes as well as on the website at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Once again, with this story, you'll get the downloadable transcript and images, the MP3, as well as a quiz. Hope you're having a nice day and until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.